Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast. You're home for the most in-depth commentary on the latest happenings in the manga and anime world. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today is Rock. How are you, Rock? Awesome. Glad to be here as always, Kevin. Yeah, uh, good to have you here, man. Uh, I know it's an exciting time for, for us. We got the Anime Expo, which I was seeing some pictures from it. Glad I didn't go to it, but happy to see that there's a lot of news coming out of it. <laughs> my anxiety, I saw that one. I'm not sure if you saw that one picture of... Uh, the LA fire marshal um, uh, stating that oh. there's too many people <laughs> at the convention. So, yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Uh. So I'm glad people are enjoying themselves at anime expo, but at the same time, my anxiety definitely kicked up a notch. Oh. Just looking at that image. <laughs> God, seriously, I, I would not have want to have done that at all. It uh. does not look like fun, <laughs> but we are going to be talking about stuff from anime expo. Uh, Cause there's some big stuff that, both Rocket and I are fans of that we got really excited that came out of Anime Expo. So we're also going to be talking about our big topic of the show will be uh, the latest Shonen Jump manga um, called Ruri Dragon by Masaoki uh, Shindo. Um, we'll be talking about the first three chapters, and so we'll be and so that's going to be our main discussion points for uh, this week. Uh, before I get into all that, as always, you could listen to the Manga Revolution podcast on uh, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all like all the different podcast services that you could um, download and listen to. Um, we always appreciate it if you rate us and review us five stars on, on any of those platforms. And then for like features that we're doing on comic books and manga, you could always find our Rock and I's work on comicbookrevolution.com, where I know Rock has just posted some sales numbers for manga and comic books. So if you want to take a look at that stuff or like my, re- my reviews for comic books and manga or like and features i posted a bunch of stuff this past week that you could check out wait wait kevin huh? how did you gloss over oh, how did what? you gloss over the fact that i actually did an american Ooh, comic yeah. book review how did you gloss I, over that yeah that's true that is true that you did review <laughs> rock finally decided to uh dust off the comic book shelf and he reviewed a comic book this week so i was very proud of him that he reviewed scorcher so i'm glad that he that he reviewed that, so you could check that out on the website as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can check all that and all the other reviews that we have for Marvel DC, and then like also the sh- latest Shonen Jump stuff too. Um, and then you can also follow this Concord Revolution at CB Revolution on Twitter, and uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at the Kevin Lightness and on TikTok at the Nerdy Kev Rock. Where can we find you? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Rock with two Ks Revolution. Um, before we get into Ruri Dragon this week, um, Rock, I wanted to talk to you some news because this was actually a pretty uh, busy week in terms of some new news items that came out um, even before Anime Expo. So the big thing that I know that you shared with me that was I thought really was uh, great news for all uh, fans of manga, especially from overseas, is that Shonen Jump announced um, that there will be or Suecia will announce that they're going to be putting out. Uh, new releases day and dates for worldwide and starting in 2023. Rock, what do you think of this news for? Absolutely love it. I freaked out when I saw it. This is exactly what you and I have been talking about, what we have been pleading for uh, Suecia to do. And uh, this is, this is awesome. Look, we're getting, we get, uh, you know, the, the release of anime, the same day and date release of anime. Now, at least the, the sub version on Crunchyroll and we just need the same thing with the manga. We got it now. This is fantastic. There's really no reason, Kevin, that, that they shouldn't be doing it at all, given how technology works this day. It's very doable. And I'm super excited because now you and I and everyone else who likes to read manga can finally experience it just like they do in Japan. And it always makes it more enjoyable when you feel like you're getting it in real time versus even if the delay isn't that big, it's a week or two or so. Whenever there's a delay, it, it just creates that, that buffer. You know what I mean? Between you and the, mm-hmm. the community, the communal aspect of, of yeah. enjoying something. And you don't want that buffer unnecessarily. So it's, it's exciting that we get to get everything in real time. We get to react to things real time. We're, we're getting treated our market, the North American market, is getting treated less and less like a secondary or tertiary market, which I'm excited about. Yeah, and it, hopefully this also does mean that um, Suecia, at least with, working with Viz and their other partners, that this means that they are investing more in the translation side of things and also the cleaning side of things, just because I know that that's a big thing, that it does take time to like clean, uh, clean the manga up so that way they could oh, yeah. translations and stuff like that. Um, and then also like 
in terms of editorial, like that they are investing in translate translators. I ho hopefully that they don't overwork the translators because I know that that's a big job too, um, and making sure that everything uh, looks looks <laughs> correct because yeah. that that because um, I don't want them to rush it. So hopefully that that's what I also hope that it, it this all means that they're investing more in their like like North American arm and like their um, and all the other editorial that they have like worldwide that that's what this means. Um, just because I also I don't want it to, them to rush a lot mm -hmm. of manga just because of the schedule. So hopefully that that they are investing in that stuff. But yeah, like you said, it is super exciting because we're only going to have to wait maybe a couple hours between it get, getting released in Japan and getting released here in the United States or and and all the other countries that um, Shonen Jump Plus is available on. And we don't have a date of when it's going to start because they didn't say if it was going to be start of um, start of 2023 or but it's, they just said worldwide 2023. So Again, um, we're not sure what the date is. Hopefully it is at the beginning of the year, but uh, we don't know. And I think what also makes this exciting is that, like you said, Rock, we have day and date with anime and stuff with thanks to Crunchyroll and other and other services as well. Um, but and we do also have like Chainsaw Man coming coming back. We have My, My Hero Academia seemingly entering its final year. I know One Piece uh, recently, like... Uh, Oda recently announced that he's in his final final story arc uh, coming up here. So there's a lot of big manga along with like the newer stuff. And hopefully this makes it easier for people to discover the new stuff. Because I know, Rock, you and I have talked about the newer manga that we're fans of. And then it get can gets canceled after like 20, 20 chapters. Maybe this will help those <laughs> newer manga maybe get a bigger audience <laughs> right. overseas. Um, and maybe the over like overseas will start factoring a little bit more into like manga's not getting canceled right away um, and getting more longer yep. lifespan uh, just because maybe they'll be start tracking those tracking those numbers more closely now since it is day and date instead of it like being that that buffer and where like you said it was the secondary tertiary market and you're just looking at Japan so um, and I know that in June they like the June sales numbers in Japan are um, crazy for what, what they were and I wanted to bring this up just because there's a lot of really popular manga that are out and this is just going to add to that popularity where like you saw Spy X Family in Japan sold 1.2 million. It was the top seller in terms of manga copies and um, and we saw Tokyo Revengers as well as like over 900,000 as the number two seller over in Japan. Um, the caveat is that in Japan um, manga does cost like the volumes itself, they cost about three to six dollars. Right. They're way cheaper. Um, obviously it's part of his it production costs um, is much cheaper over there. Also, like they they don't have to deal with licensing as like we do overseas, so that uh, that plays a big factor in how much manga does cost over here. But again, like manga is doing super strong in like Japan, and I think in terms of overseas, when you see these type of numbers over there, I think we could start seeing that over here, especially if they are day and date releases, that more people are able to just not have to search the search the dark web to find their manga, right? So. Yes. Hopefully this will add popularity to it and maybe we'll get more new series coming out here too. Totally agree. I am all for all of that. I, you know, the the more available they make it to the masses, I think the more success they'll have, the more they'll be able to roll out various titles. And I'm hoping that as, as they increase the audience, as they make it easier to consume, like you said, you know, a lot of people, no judgment, because I've done it too. A lot of people, when they can't access the manga from the publisher, they'll go, other yeah. routes to get it and yeah. that you know so to offer you know legitimate <laughs> product from the publisher to get the manga that you want is great and i'm hoping it enables them to maybe you know there's no reason why they can't start rolling out some titles that may not be big big name titles mm -hmm. uh that you know, may not get the huge numbers but could satisfy some more niche audiences because yeah. there's a lot of really cool niche manga titles that i would like to see come over officially yeah. and so maybe this would be an opportunity for that yeah and i also the other thing that i do wonder with this is that if we're ever going to get those one-shot mangas too because i know like we'll talk about it with ruby dragon yeah. as well um the one thing that we still don't get here in the united states is the one shots of like in terms of the pilots um the test pilots for a lot of these manga um because while like some manga will just get yep. serialized right away um we do they, they do have a lot of like test pilots for mangas as that give you an idea of what what it's going to be about but like that's not the official first chapter um and i do wonder if we're ever if we're going to start seeing those yep. in 2023 um just because of how stuff like ruri dragon and and aliens arena area sorry 
um, and other things are catching on here in the United States, maybe this will also help with those like uh, one shots getting serialized much quicker than they have been. And, or just like testing out like, oh, th maybe this is something that we should release it overseas because there's other markets that are catching on to this compared to like maybe in Japan, maybe it didn't catch on because there's so many manga out there. Um, but I would be very interested to see if they start actually publishing those one sh those special one shots that they they I know that is in the Shonen Jump magazines. Um, but yeah, yeah I think that'd be awesome. We need we need more of that. That would be so much fun. Yeah, and, um, and how about again, polls? Can we get polls? <laughs> the character polls, yeah, the character popularity. I'd like to get and polls. Also the popularities, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, that's huge. Yeah, those are huge, and those are all like like they do help with the popularity, showing those popularities of different mangas depending on how many votes, like yep. like for the character polls or like just, yeah. just just general popularity polls. So that that would actually be like you're right. Um, that would be very fun to get be involved in as well. Um, and then from there, like st sticking on the show and jump train as well. Like we just had in there um, the thirty first issue, Rock. I know that you, this is going to get you very excited that. While Mashal got canceled in terms of the manga, Mashal is getting an anime in, uh, at some point. They, we didn't get an ear announcement, but or like what the studio is or anything like that. But we did get an announcement that Mashal is getting an anime. What, what do you think of that, Rock? Did that make you a little bit happier now and calm your anger over the cancellation news? I think this is so cool. I love it. It's awesome. Look, we all know it's going to be more than likely. It's going to be a one season and done anime. Don't care. I think this manga is perfect for an anime. It's got the kind of characters and the kind of story. It's got the art style that I think plays really well with the kind of anime that the general public finds entertaining. So I'm all for it. I think it's going to be an absolute blast i love the style of this manga the art style is very cool the character designs are really neat the action is amazing i think this is a title that is tailor-made for a really cool anime fingers crossed on the studio that gets it that we get a good studio but i mean this title has all the makings all the necessary agreement ingredients for an exciting yeah. anime so i got high hopes yeah, I think Mashal is one of those series that I think could fill that like kind of Mob Psycho because I know Mob Psycho is rock. I'm not sure if you watch that anime, but I know that yep. that's very popular and it has a very similar design. So hopefully like um, it'll fill that that gap for people that I know are fans of that. So um, and it'll be interesting to see how this gives a second life to Mashal as well, because you got to think that um, this anime mm -hmm. has been actually in development for for a little bit, at least in terms of being green, greenlit. And I wonder how. Um, when it was greenlit compared to when the cancellation came in for the manga because you got it almost the way it was announced it does feel like they were planning to anime before um be, before they knew that yeah. they were going to cancel the manga so I, I do wonder how that symmetry is going to go and like i said i wonder if this will give mashal a second life and maybe we will see like special chapters of uh, mashal coming out every once in a while once the anime comes out so it'll be very interesting to see what kind of second life this gives the manga um, Finger, yeah. Hey, look, if we get another installment, that'd be awesome. I'm all for <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you, and you, again, you never know, if, depending on how popular, because like, it's hard to predict what anime will catch on with audiences and what won't. So, like, again, it, it's going to be very interesting with Mashal. And uh, during Anime Expo that was just happening this past weekend, um, we got the Bleach Thousand Year War art trailer. We got the official trailer. It was the it was more like an introduction to all the characters that are going to be involved in, in the season, um, and so we got all the character designs, which I, I have always said this that Bleach has some of the best character designs um, in terms of just looking cool, um, and I think that this just keeps that up of like just the, the, the super stylized everybody super high fashion, um, and we know that it's going to be coming out in uh, fall twenty twenty two, and um, I think what makes all this exciting for me, I know that. The Bleach Thousand Year War Blood War arc um, isn't the most fan favorite of it because of how the pacing and different different things that happened in it. Um, but what made it exciting for me is that Tech Kudo he was at he did have a video message at the Anime Expo um, panel for for Bleach and he did say that he's actually being very closely involved with it. And I think that really is the thing that got me most excited of all is that Kudo is back and he seems like he is refreshed because like one thing that happened at the end of bleach is that 
and it was like an open secret that he was very exhausted and just tired of working on it and he he's even admitted that he's rushed he rushed a lot of things because he was just tired of working on the bleach franchise for as long as he did um and i'm glad that he was able to come out with this recording and it does seem from everything that everyone's saying is that he just looks refreshed he looks like he's fully involved in this it's not just that he just passed it on to the animation studio and said all right you guys handle the adaption he is closely involved and that hopefully means that um stuff that he wanted to work on for the manga that he maybe didn't get to is he's adding it back in or he's making changes that he wants to make he wanted to originally make so again we don't know of how closely it will adapt the thousand year blood war um or if it's just going to be a straight up adaption or if, uh, like i said kubo is going to make um some, some changes since he is so closely involved but it's just exciting that he is involved and i think that's the best thing for this entire anime um rock what, what do you think of the-, the trailer looked fantastic it's it's going to be a wonderful looking uh there's no doubt about it it's just great and bleach is like you said they have good character designs it, it's always done very very well in terms of the art artistic style of the manga and the character designs it's always been great bleach is a title that i liked i mean i read look i'll admit i i I hopped aboard of Bleach in the very beginning, and I stuck with it. I mean, that came out in, what, 2001-ish? And I probably hung in there until around 2010. Uh, yeah, about 2010. So I, I, I dropped out, and it continued on for, what, five, six years or so after, after that. And I did watch the anime, which is also wonderful looking. So I'm excited to, to, I'm excited to see this. It's. I think it's going to be great. I'm very interested. Like you said, I'm very interested to see how they handle the Thousand Year Blood War. That's going to be quite interesting. I expect some changes. That would be my guess. Uh, look, if nothing else, we know it's going to look great. And so I, I'm all in. Yeah, and I, I, again, I, I'm not sure if they're going to make changes to the, the adaption, but I, I'll be interested to see if they do or not, or if they, it is a straight-up adaption. But at the same time, I think what we could... Definitely expect this like badass action sequences, and then also like I, the thing oh, I was yeah. most excited about, and I put this out on uh, on Twitter as well when I when I saw the trailer is that as excited as I am for it to be adapted, as excited as I am to see all the characters back and the, all the fights and everything, the thing I'm most excited for is the music, just because I think Bleach has some of the best like battle music yeah. like around and like just the most hype and like they they do yep. such a great job of like mixing in different rock rock music and or rap or like hip hop or anything like that, depending on the characters. And that's personally what I'm most excited about is like, are yeah. they going to continue that? Cause I think that's such a, for in terms of the anime is just such intrinsic into the anime. Cause like even Kubo, mm-hmm. he made sure to pick a specific character team theme and like, Oh, like give all the characters like bands that, cause anytime he did interviews like, Oh yeah, the, this guy, this character likes this band, this song or whatever it is. And for me, like in the trailer, the one thing I wish that they would have done at the end was that they actually used the song, like the number one song, that's the Ichigo theme. And I was like that to me, cause that that's like my favorite song mm-hmm. of that. And I was like, it was, I was like, man, they should have, that was the one missed opportunity for the trailers. Like they should just use the, the Ichigo theme for, for it. Cause I thought like, that's to me, like one of their more hype uh, songs for, for that. So, but, I, I, but again, I'm just very excited cause I love Bleach and even though the, the thousand year blood war arc didn't go as I was hoping it would go in terms of the pacing and everything. I'm so excited just because again, I, I love, I love the series. So anime expo, the other thing that we got is um, my hero academia is going to get be getting a uh, new battle Royale type video game called um, uh, my hero ultra rumble. And it's going to be coming out on PS4, Xbox one, Nintendo switch and PC through, uh, through steam. And um, they are going to have a closed beta. And it's basically like from the footage that we saw, it's going to have involved both villains and heroes. Like as seems like you could choose between the two. Um, we're not sure if you're going to be able to mix and match them because in, in the trailer, we only saw the villains with the villains, uh, right. heroes with the heroes. Like I so said, we don't really know how the mix and match will go and how the, the balancing will go until we probably get our hands on it. Um, but but what what do you think of the trailer and that My Hero Academia is getting a battle royale kind of like Fortnite and other popular um, battle royales? Very predictable. They're going to get a battle royale uh, game. That's not <laughs> that's not a surprise given everything that's on the market right now. 
obviously. <laughs> um, I think the, my two sons probably played this kind of a game more than any other type of game. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, what I do like about it is, look, My Hero Academia lends itself to a Battle Royale style game anyway because of the huge cast of characters, both on the heroes and the villains. So I, I don't think this is forced or weird or artificial. I think this actually works with the franchise very well. I love the idea that you're going to, you're going to have a total of 24 players. I like that. They're breaking the characters up into three different categories. You've got assault support and disruption that's cool because you and I were originally talking about this, like, oh, well, you know, some characters are going to be super OP compared to other ones. So how do you give each character a point in purpose in this battle royale? It can't just be like cannon fodder. You know what I mean? So I think by having three different distinct categories, that'll encourage strategies and make all the characters important and in some way or another. I mean, there are always going to be ones that are more powerful than others, obviously, but to give some importance to all the characters. So I like it. And three teams of eight. That's kind of cool. It's it's I like the rules. I like the setting. It looks kind of like the the setting that we got when at, at UA when yeah. they were doing the, the tests, right? The the the, the first the first the first the first big uh, um the first yeah. big fight between the heroes and villains. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so it looks cool. I think the quote-unquote arenas, the settings where it is, they look really neat. The graphics look neat. I think all emphasizing the unique quirks should give you a lot of diversity and variety in play type. So when you swap out characters, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is just a reskinned version of the same character with the same basic fighting moves and techniques. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's always fun because I think sometimes with a lot of fighting games, battle royale games, there's a problem where sometimes it feels like you're just getting the reskin version of the character you just fought with. And I think they're really going to, it appears based on the information they give us here, they, they really highlighted the unique quirk aspect of all the characters. So I'm hoping the, you know your gameplay experience really differs based on which character you pick. Yeah, and it's, it happens at the, that USJ usj is what i was thinking of was the training ground um that that um they had the, that's it that's it yes. yeah yeah so that that's right. the the setting so sorry i was looking that up i was trying to make sure that i got it correct so uh yeah it's going it's going to be interesting i think the biggest right. thing for for this is just a power balancing i think is going to be the important thing and it'll be interesting to see how many total characters we have because we did see uh shiroraki deku bakugo um all might and and like ochako and stuff like that and it'll be interesting to see how many characters they have here because like you said it's 24 characters from what's announced they are going to have a beta uh closed beta on the what seems like playstation 4 from um from the announcement um i'm not sure if they're going to open up that beta for xbox switch or pc as well but it just seems like it's going to be ps4 exclusive in terms of the beta um so it'll be very interesting to see how all the powers end up working because I think my biggest concern that after watching the trailer was just the power balancing because even though they do have the three different classes from the trailer, it did look like the character to be is actually Bakugo to me. Um, and based on, based on everything that they have and, yeah. and maybe it'll be Bakugo and All Might that are the two, the two most popular characters in terms of because of their powers and the, the way everything's set up in terms of everything. So it'll be very interesting to see how they do like power balance for all the characters for that. Cause that's my biggest concern for this, especially because of how many battle Royales are out there, even though this one does have the, my hero academia name, we know that like the, the market in terms of battle Royales is very, very much saturated on that. So there's not, we, we do have a ton of them. So I'll be interested to see how long this has a lifespan. I'll definitely try it out when it comes, <laughs> comes to like Xbox and PlayStation, but but yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be very interesting because I know I because I'm into Fortnite and I'll play Call of Duty Warzone every once in a while. But um, but definitely, yeah, for me, I think Fortnite is my main, and I wonder if um, this one will make become my new main battle royale for a little bit, or if like it's just kind of like play a couple times and then be done with it. Yeah, It'll be or, interesting. I'm, I'm very curious by this. I I, I have high hopes. Yeah. Well. well yeah. We'll see. Um. But. And in terms of Anime Expo, the last thing I want to talk to you, Rock, is that we got the um, trailer for Trigun Stampede, which is the new anime for 
for Trigon, it'll be a new adaption of the of the manga. It seems like it's going to be by Toho and the CG Studio Orange. Um, it's coming out in 2023. Um, we don't have an official date. It's just we got the year, so it, it will come out sometime next year. Uh, what do you think of the trailer, Rock? Because um, what we got in there was obviously Vash as a young kid, um, like calling out to Ren a lot in the trailer, and that was the big emphasis. So what, what do you think of the trailer and what do you think of like yep. even the CG animation that they're going with? The the trailer is very interesting. I am intrigued by what they tease. The CG graphics look, um, again, I don't want to, I'll reserve judgment. I'll watch an episode because they might win me over with the CG graphics in general. I'm not crazy about the CG graphics in general, especially when you're talking about an anime like Trigon. I started watching Trigon, Kevin, back when it debuted on Adult Swim. Remember Cartoon Network's Adult Swim back in 2001. I know it debuted around the same time as Cowboy Bebop. And I know Keith, and it was like it was, it was that. And I remember it was Trigon, Cowboy Bebop, and yeah. Rony Kenshin were the yep. three that I remember. Like yep. those three yep. together. You got it. And I think that Cowboy Bebop kind of sucked up all the oxygen, and Trigon never got its due. In general, I think Trigon's. I thought the anime was phenomenal. It's one of my all-time favorites. I adored it. I fell in love with it. It, it is for me. It's top-notch. I love it like few other animes I've seen. And the style of art is so interesting and unique to the anime that I, maybe if it was an anime that had more of a generic style of art, I wouldn't care about switching over to CG. But to me, Trigon had such a cool, unique look that going away from it to a CG style art, I think is problematic. Again, I've not seen a full episode. I've only seen a trailer. It's not fair to judge it based on just a trailer. So I'm not going to make any judgments yet, but it's not, it's not what I would have preferred. I'll be honest with you. It's not what I would have preferred because I thought it was a very unique style of art. So having said that, I'm still very excited because I do love this franchise. So I'm all pumped up and ready for a new anime. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it looks when that first episode drops. Yeah, and I think for me, I'm actually okay with the animation style. Do something different, make make this stand out from, because I know that they had the um, Trigon Stampede like um, at, um, original uh, movie as well. Yeah. Like they had that, which was in a similar styling to the um, anime as well. Um, and I, I'm glad that they're mm-hmm. actually going with something different. The only problem I always have with CG. Anytime they do CG animation is how empty sometimes that, that feels. Cause I know that that's one of the, the big thing that my biggest hurdle with uh, like CG a- a- animated stuff is that sometimes like it takes a while for the animation studios to get, get it down where like in typical anime, like obviously like you, your focus is on the main characters, but the world always right. feels like it's populated by people. And I've, I've run into a lot of CG animation uh, based animes and stuff like, and uh, or just uh, North American animation as well that, mm-hmm. The world feels empty because they don't have enough to like populate the entire thing or like even like the designs of the the cities that they're in and things like that. It just doesn't it feels like it's just the characters that you're that are on screen on screen, the main characters and the villains. And that's it. And that that's kind of the the vibe I got from the trailer as well, because you didn't see nope. Vash interacting with anybody or anything like nope. that. And it did kind of feel empty to me. And that was my only issue with this. It didn't feel like this was a full world. It was just Vash. In a location and that that was it or different locations um and that's kind of what i hope that uh the studio orange is able to figure out a way to give character to like the background because like you're, you're totally right rock that i think what made the original trigon especially the anime yeah. so so cool was that the world ha- the world had a character as well it wasn't just vash it wasn't just right. a, like a marrow or just the characters itself the, the world felt like it had its own character as well and that was thanks to the animation and that's the one thing that I didn't get from the trailer is that the world didn't have a character in this. It just felt like a generic uh, anime yeah. to me. Yep. Um, yep. And so hopefully they are able to pick up that style of why the original, like not just uh, Trigun anime, but also the, the manga had such cool because the world felt alive. It felt like it had a history. It had something yeah. going on at all times, even when Vash wasn't involved. And that I don't get that from the trailer, but again, this is a trailer that's really like 45 seconds, so you won't right. much 
Um, and hopefully once we get a full look, like a full trailer, like and see the uh, like other characters as well, like probably like later this year or next sometime next year, um, mm-hmm. we get more of a sense of the world because I think that's the most important thing, especially with Trigon. Trigon was such a uh, like the world itself was a character. So even even though like we were mostly in that de- in desert setting, right, the world did feel alive. Well, like it had so- some sort of history that like you could always feel in the background. It it reminded me of when you first saw Star Wars: A New Hope. The world was a character. It played yeah. a very very important, and it may may have been mostly desert, but it didn't matter. It it was a character, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. So it, it kind of evokes those feelings in me. And and yeah. so to your point, we'll see. Ho- hopefully, yeah. they focus on the world with with the next trailer that should be more of an expanded trailer because this really is a a snippet. Yeah. And it it will be interesting because like since they especially since they call it Trigon Stampede out, I do wonder if they're um they're going to stick close uh, to the manga because I like you know yep. this happened to a couple of animes even we were on Kenshin's the other one that comes to mind yeah. is that they and Full Metal Alchemist was the other one is that they quickly caught up to the manga material so like yeah. the Trigon anime that we actually lo- all love is actually its own original thing like they did. They did take inspirations for right. different stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that in the manga ha- that happened in the manga or that were implied in the manga that we never saw in the anime with certain yeah. characters or like that certain characters That's actually right. didn't, they didn't interact with each other. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't read it because especially since Dragon Stampede is right. in the anime, I do wonder if they're going to follow just clo- like they are just going to straight up adapt, kind of like you know Full Metal Brotherhood. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood like was an adaption straight up of the manga. I yep. wonder if Trigon Stampede will be a straight up adaption of uh, the manga as well, um, which would be good because there's a lot of stuff in the manga that I know I I actually read like I think finally like five or six years ago. Okay, um, and I was surprised about certain things that happened in the manga compared to the anime. And I was like, oh, this I don't remember this or this character. <laughs> acting this way or this character having this relationship or this character not having this relationship in the anime. So again, I'm not going to give away what those things are, but I will, I, I actually do hope that that's the route that they go with this Trigon Stampede is that they are following the manga. So that way they do, it is able to stand on its own instead of all the audiences, including you and I rock comparing it to the original anime. Cause if, if they just follow that, 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 and they're just doing that adaption, I think it won't work. I think if they, more just let's just be the adaption of the manga itself that i think that will make it stand out including with the animation stuff and so that it's on its own instead of like, like always being compared to the original anime a hundred percent agree a hundred percent agree just stick yeah. with the manga yeah so all right rock um that that kind of wraps up what our all our anime and manga um discussions here for in terms of the things that we came out this week it was a pretty packed week in terms of the news and it was actually really exciting just because there's a lot of things to be excited about in terms of anime and manga, but um, for we're going to close out this episode by talking about Ruri Dragon, which is the latest manga that just came out um, in terms of uh, new manga out here in the United States and uh, that debuted in Japan as well. And it's by um, Masaoki uh, Shindo, uh, who, uh, before getting into the first three chapters of this, um, um, for those that might not, not know, Masaoki Shindo actually debuted as a mangaka at the age of 17 in Jump Cross. So he like still like high school age and debuted in Jump Cross. So he was very young when he first debuted. Um, and so he's been a mangaka for, for a while. And in 2017, he actually participated and won the Shonen Jump's uh, Golden Future Cup contest with his one shot, Jori Ishi uh, Rentaro uh, no Daku Soku. Hopefully I'm pronouncing all that correctly. Um, and <laughs> and in terms of his other work too, that um, which uh, again I, I kind of teased a little bit earlier that um, Ruri Dragon actually um, Shindo actually had a one shot in 2020 that was also called Ruri Dragon that debuted, but it didn't get serialized until 2022. So it did take about two years for Ruri Dragon to actually get serialized. So the the one like I said, the one shot um, did debut in 2020. But we didn't get the that serialized version until 2022. Rock, what, what do you think of that? Like just hearing that, like that, Shindo actually had this already pub, like a one shot published of Ruri Dragon in 2020, but it, it took like two years for an actual serialization of the manga. Yeah, it's interesting. It's fascinating. I mean, his, his early start, 
getting started at 17, it reminds me, okay, Kevin, you thought you were going to go the whole episode without me making Kanikamon reference, but it reminds me of you Mago, who are the two guys that created Kanikamon. They created him in fifth grade, Kevin, in fifth grade, and they won a contest when they were 16. That's when they got they got a, uh, a, a, a manga award and got noticed by Shueisha and got a one shot at age 16, Kevin. That's crazy. And this kind of reminds me a lot of what of, of the background here with uh, Shindo and Rory Dragon that here you are 17. You get a one shot a couple of years later. Boom, it gets serialized. That's kind of a cool kind of a cool yeah. story. I, 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 I don't know a lot about how it works in Japan, but boy, 17. That's pretty impressive, Kevin. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, uh, Rory Dragon was in his first work or that that was the published work. Um, it, he debuted in 2017, at, and like I said, he did win the. He had a previous one shot before Rory, the Rory Dragon one shot in 2017. So he's been working now, like working into at least for like about five, five, five years, uh, five, seven years, maybe. I'm not sure. Years. I couldn't find. If I, I couldn't find it. Yeah. What his age currently is. Um, so, but he's still pretty young and right. relatively, but uh, it, it was just interesting for me that hearing that, like in terms of Ruby Dragon, he did publish a one shot in 2020, yep. but he didn't get the green lit for it until what, 2022 now. Um, so it did take two years for just this one shot that was it's published. It's weird. It, 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 yeah. It, 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 I, it's going to be, it would be interesting to see how, how often this happens in Japan in terms of that. Cause usually like the one shot is just like a test pilot. And then a couple months later or something like that, if it gets greenlit, right. that, it feels like a long time that it took two years for it to actually get serialized. Like, I wonder if it was just on an editor's desk of like waiting for it to get serialized or what happened, because I would think that Shindo would, was working on other stuff before this got greenlit after in, during the two years that it was that two year wait between the one shot and the first chapter of official first chapter of the serialization. Right. It could have been pandemic related, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if maybe the pandemic pushed pushed some stuff back and created some delays. Yeah. I mean that that's it wouldn't be unheard of, right? The pandemic has yeah. caused a lot of things, so it, it it could have been related to the pandemic because you're right, it's a little weird to see a two year gap. But yeah. hey, yeah. congrats to Shindo, he he got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, and you're totally right bringing up the pandemic because 2020 was when the pandemic started. So. We don't know if the, it got he got uh, greenlit like during that time and then it just got delayed because we saw that with a lot of stuff that got pushed back and like it pushed everybody's schedule yep. back of like in terms of publishing release schedules and stuff like that and that maybe this was supposed to debut much earlier um, than it was than than it did but I'm glad that mm-hmm. again he was able to come out with it so that way uh, get get more attention to all like the work that he's been doing so um, but yeah it, it, I just thought it was an interesting note that. It, of how long it took for this to get serialized compared to like what we've seen in the past. Um, and in terms of just Rui Dragon itself, yeah. um, it's actually a very quick, re- like, I'm not sure what you thought, Rock, but before getting into the summary of it, Rui Dragon was actually a pretty quick read, in turn, especially compared to what we've done in the past. I felt like these first three chapters just blew by, like, <laughs> I just blew by them, like, really quickly, like, Again, I'm not not in a positive or negative or anything like that. It just yeah. this was a much quicker reading experience than I, I'm used right. to in terms of like these entry chapters for uh, a new manga. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. I know that jumped out at me too. Again, <laughs> not negative or positive. Just it was super. Like I was like, I just bust those three chapters in no time flat. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's not how it normally is when we read a new manga. It's just yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. So. Again, it was just a comment on that, but um, getting into like what Rui Dragon, the first three chapters were, are about, um, like basically um, one day Rui Rui Aoki um, wakes up and she finds out that she has dragon horns and doesn't freak out about it. She just brushes her teeth and then she asks her mom like, hey, I got dragon horns now. What is this about? And Rui's mom just casually says, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, your your dad's a dragon. And there's no no freaking out. There's just like, (laughs) Your dad's a dragon, uh, nope. and I actually have to go to work. And and Rui's mom, after like they talk for a little bit, just goes to work, or like supposedly goes to work. And Rui just goes goes to school, meets up with her friend Yuka. Um, and Yuka says, instead of like calling her out on like how weird she looks, she just says, "Oh, that's cool. You have horns. All right, cool." And Rui is expecting her classmates <laughs> to think that she's strange for having <laughs> dragon horns as well, but her classmates instead of. Um, mm-hmm. 
getting weirded out by her. They actually all approach her. They all interact with her. And this is actually like Rui doesn't normally socialize it. Like as we find out with like after she talks with Yuka about like how her classmates were all being like socializing with her, not calling her out names, which was what she was expecting. So it's like she's having a thing that she wasn't expecting because again, like suddenly a student appears at her high school and she has dragon horns. Um, and everyone's actually kind of cool with it. Even, right. her te- even her teachers that like they're pretty cool with it. And it's not until she gets to uh, one of her literature classes that she's chosen to read something during her literature class and she accidentally sneezes but instead of just sneezing like a normal person she actually sneezes by and breathes fire and burns the scalp uh, part of the scalp of her classmate that sits in front of her um and she also injures her her throat because of it because her throat she's not uh used to um breathing fire so because what high school student what a uh, 16 year old high school student is right um and that that happens her mom comes to pick her up and her mom reveals that she actually went to go talk to her dad she didn't actually go to work and she actually picked up some tips her like she does find out that her dad is actually very excited that he she's developing dragon feet uh, properties and she um he, he actually did give her mom some tips of how to train her so that way she could control her dragon breath so that she's not injuring her throat every single time so and, that, and that's really where we leave off the first chapter. And then the second chapter is really just about that train that um, Ruri goes through. She, like, her mom takes her out of school for a week so that way she could properly heal her throat. And then after it gets healed, she she trains in um, using her dragon, uh, dragon breath at the very least so that way she's not injuring her throat every time and that uh, she's able to control it better so it doesn't only happen when she sneezes. Um, so she goes through that. That's really the second chapter. We beat some of Ruri's family as well, like her grandmother, and um, she is able to finally breathe fire without injuring her throat uh, finally by, by the end. And then chapter three picks up with Yuka coming to pick her up uh, Ruri um, for school, so that way she doesn't ditch or anything like that. Um, she goes back to school thinking that people are going to hate her because she literally, last time they saw her, she was burning the scalp, uh, like the hair off uh, one of her uh, classmates' head. Um, but to her surprise, everybody's just acting normal, including the teachers to her. And she's just kind of having a normal day. And that's really chapter three. Um, so, and just overall, the first three chapters. Rock, what did you think of how Rui Dragon, let's go with the pacing in general, because we, uh, we talked about it a little bit. What do you think of the pacing compared to some more recent manga that we've been reading? I found it to be very slow. Um, it, it, I felt like chapter one which was 55 pages traditional you know double double length chapter and chapters two and three i felt like i read chapter one and then when i read chapters two and three i basically reread chapter one basically uh the only difference is when she goes back to school it's now that she can breathe fire and has horns but it was the same reaction from the teachers same reaction from the students it was essentially the same essentially the same story. So I felt like, wow, I've read three chapters, the first one being double-sized, and I don't really feel like I got anywhere after the first chapter. So for me, the pacing was too slow. I'm kind of used to the other new anime. Jeez, we've talked about anime so much. The other new manga that we've been uh, reviewing when they debut and we do the typical, you know, three-chapter uh, review i feel like you and i have a lot to talk about like a lot to talk about the world and the character and all the supporting cast and what's the mission statement a couple of mysteries here and there and i feel like we have a lot of ground to cover and with this i feel like okay well her dead dragon and she's got some horns that can breathe fire that's all i got for you kevin so it's not as much. Uh, the pacing is just very slow. We don't we don't get a lot as much as we normally get. Uh, so maybe some people will like it slower paced. That's uh, you know personal preference, I guess. Uh, for me, too slow. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I did review the first chapter for for the website, and I did really enjoy it just because the pacing was different and it was something like especially after reading the last few manga that had a lot more not depth, but in terms of just like a lot more, like it focused more on world building a lot more. And this was just felt like more character based. Yeah. And this was definitely yeah. like, 
out of everything that we've read, yep. I think the only thing that comes to mind kind of similar to it is Akana Banashi, but even Akana Banashi, uh, um, that was like, even though the main character, even though the main character was the focus, like we did get a lot of world building in there. This one just felt like it was a character like a character yeah. story like it was it, this is just about Ruri we're not getting much Absolutely. perspective like really the only supporting cast member that we get some development for is Yuka uh and her mom and even them yeah. like yep. her mom like you don't get too much character work with her um and then Yuka is like she's a supportive oh. best friend but which I did like for the first chat in the first chapter I did like that but in terms of just a world building yes I don't know what this world is about because um, uh, no. I, and I mentioned this in my my original review is that I think the one thing one thing I did like especially about the pacing early on in the first chapter was that well, you don't know what kind of world this is mm-hmm. like you know that Ruri's growing horns that her mom doesn't freak out about mm-hmm. like or d- doesn't freak out about it and that she actually had a relationship with a dragon yep and but it's all kept in the apartment yes. so like the first like what fifteen to twenty pages is in their apartment so you don't know yeah. what the outside world is so like that lets your imagination go like are they in a medieval world are they in like a world where like magic like like where magic is reign free or is it a normal world and then once you step out it is a normal world where it's like kind of close to our present day um right but at the same time the way people are reacting to her throughout the first chapter it does feel like this isn't out of the ordinary so it does make me question immediately after in the first chapter in terms of all overall pacing it makes you makes me question of like what is going on with this world and the only thing i was upset about in terms of the second and third chapter or not upset but kind of disappointed in is that we didn't get more of that world building in terms of what kind of world this is because i don't have a good sense of this world thank you just a modern setting and um there's no explanation of why people aren't freaking out about ruri having dragon horns is this like not new, is, th- is this not a new thing or yeah. isn't this kind of weird so like that that was really the thing that stuck out in the second and third chapter because i did really enjoy the first chapter of like setting up ruri yes. as the main character she's very mm-hmm. likable um even her mom is yep. super likable her her best friend yuka is super likable and even like i like the mm-hmm. I, I like that the change of what you would normally expect that she would get ostracized in the at, at school Right. Um, she doesn't that doesn't happen. People are actually excited. Like everybody's even her teachers are excited that she has dragon hunkers because that's a cool new thing that hasn't happened to anybody before. They've never seen it. And she's actually like even her being tired because she, I had just had to socialize so much at during my class. No one ever talks to me this much. <laughs> I was just tired of having to talk this much. And I like that she just exhausted by socializing. Yeah. It was a different type of character that I like for yeah. a main shonen jump protagonist. Because usually, like this type of thing, you're expecting her to get ostracized yep. at school, her getting called names, getting bullied, and all this stuff because she yeah. looks different. And I'm glad that they, Shindo did change that up in terms of that first chapter. It's just that second and third chapter where I was just like, I was expecting more world building than we got. I do understand in the second chapter that they had to be a train arc. That was the train, the, the train, so that way Rui doesn't mess up her throat every single time she breathes fire. So I do understand that, but I kind of was hoping that we would get more information yeah. about the world outside of just her dad being kind of excited that she's a dragon feature but i was hoping that it would expand more on what this type of world is yeah that that is i'm glad you brought up that's my biggest criticism not so much with the first chapter but absolutely with chapters two and three is i didn't get any world building in the first chapter i can forgive that if you followed up with really good world building in chapters two and three, you, you just have to, and we don't get that. And it's a, I had a professor in my MFA program who used to harp on anytime you wrote a story where unusual things happened and you hadn't established the boundaries of this world, right? The reader doesn't know, is this a fantasy world or is this our world where something unusual is happening? Okay. Uh, that, you can't have everyone react in a nonplussed manner because the reader's going to go, that doesn't make sense. I'm out. If this is a, if this is our world, not everyone can be nonplussed by it. They, they can't be, they can't just be like, Oh, that's cool. If this is a world where there are dragons, but we haven't seen a human mate with a dragon. Well then. Okay. Now I'm understanding a little bit more about what's going on, right? But 
we still don't know, Kevin, at the end of chapter three, what kind of world we're in. So I'm utterly puzzled why everyone is nonplussed by a girl who not only has horns, but breathed fire in the middle of class. Like it, as a reader, I'm just like, nope, that doesn't work. You've got to let me know what world we're in so I can better react to how the characters are reacting to her. And I kind of get a better feel of what we're doing here. Or, or and I was the one thing that I was surprised about, especially with chapter three, which is the chapter that I, I started questioning everything about. This is that yeah. we didn't get introduced to another character similar to Rui that was maybe not a dragon, dragon based, or yep. like half dragon or anything like that, but just more mad on the magical right. side of things. Because this reminds me of like Super Smartphone, where yes. we, we were just review, we just reviewed a couple episodes ago, um, where Super Smartphone. Yes. I think the one thing that it mm-hmm. did smartly is that the main character isn't the only one with the power. There's other people with the power. And we did actually see that person. That's like in, in the, by the second yeah. chapter, we did actually see that person. I think something that would have helped in terms of just a world building. We didn't have to get a long character dialogue, like a long character monologue or long character introduction. No. Even it was just visually seeing other characters like Ruri. I think that would have helped in terms of getting your mind wrapped around, okay, this is a modern day world that, for at some point dragons did exist at the very least or something and the reason why people aren't freaking out about Ruri's current like physical appearance is that she's not the only one like people have seen people like her that have dragon features or anything like that but we don't get that and so it's just very weird that like you said it's about setting up the rules of the world and I don't feel like the rules of the world have been set up yet right because the only thing I know is that everybody's accepting her which is cool I, I think that is a cool shift I do yeah. I do honestly think that compare in comparison to yeah. what we normally expect from these type of stories in terms of what we expect mm-hmm. from our main character to the reaction yep. from the rest of the world to her I think it, it's a very good subversion of like what our expectations are when it comes to this but I just wish the rules were set up better in terms of what the this world is based on that that I think that is the biggest weakness of this these first three chapters totally agree so I, so, I completely agree. I like that that we avoided the predictable. Uh, we hate you. You know, like the, the, the what you normally see in this kind of thing. But at the same time, when if we're I don't know what kind of world we're in. So if we're in our world, a world like our world, if a person says my dad's a dragon, I'm half dragon. I, look, my best friend could tell me that. And I'd be like, dude, are you on drugs or are you trolling me right now? And that could be my best friend, Kevin. And that's how I'm going to react. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, I hate you. I'm going to be like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Do you have, <laughs> are, you, are you just rolling today? Or did you smoke something before you came to school? Like, that's not, it, if it's our world, that's, just, nobody's going to hear that and be like, yep, that's normal. You, you don't, that, that's not, that's yeah, not I, a, an appropriate I, I, reaction. I, and I think the big thing that threw me off was in that third chapter was that there was no consequence for her like literally burning the scalp off <laughs> or the hair off like her friends or anything like that. Or, or not, and I wasn't expecting everybody right. to treat her differently or anything, but like, I was just surprised that we didn't get more in terms of consequence or anything like that. It just was like, okay, brush it off, but there's no bre- reasons for it to be brushed yeah. off that. She literally breathed fire in classroom and burnt the hair off one of her classmates right. hair. Like there's no sense of consequence or like the only consequence that really happened was that, she injured her throat and that and that was quickly resolved in the second chapter when it came to the third chapter i wasn't expecting her to get suspended exactly. I, I i wasn't expecting her to get suspended or ostracized right. like ostracized suddenly by her classmates because they all seemed like positive people um but i was just surprised in terms of yes hey we're going to react a little bit differently to you we're going to um and that does make me question what kind of world this is still but like we're three chapters into it and i feel like in comparison yes. to what we've been reading, especially with like other new manga, I had a better sense of the world by this by the third chapter, and I don't have a good sense of what this world really is yet. And we're three chapters in, so um, and that kind of bums me out because I did I really did enjoy the first chapter, and like the second and third chapter just didn't do a good job of picking up where the first chapter set up and building off that, and so that way we understand the world better. I told, um, no, the first chapter, I read the first chapter and I was like, okay, uh, I'm intrigued enough to play along. Okay. But then when I get rid of chapters two and three, I was like, oh man, 
come on. You got it. You got it. You have to tell me what world we're in. What are the rules that apply to the story? And none of that happened. And like you said, I'm not expecting big consequences for a breathing fire. Each, you know, Shinner tried to wave away everything by having the student say, ah, I didn't get hurt. It just burned some of my hair, singed my hair, and I need a haircut anyway. We're all good. Like, that's no, that's that doesn't work. That 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 explanation is too cavalier. I, I think really the, the lack of world building and you combine the lack of world building with the fact that this is a simple story. Now, simple stories can be entertaining yeah. and can be quite good. But when you have a simple story combined with no world building and no rules being established, and you're not also telling me what the mission statement of the title is, by the end of the third chapter, we're starting to have problems. Because now I'm like, look, there's a lot of competition for, for my, my free time for content consumption, and you're not, you're not selling me as to why I need to come back again. Yeah, and I think for for me, and I think the big thing that makes me want to make, especially especially after the first chapter, that made me want to come back again is that the Ruri as a main uh, as a main protagonist, she is not the typical main protagonist that I was expecting. Like I said, she's not ostracized by yep. her classmates. She does have a best friend. Like the the, the biggest thing that she had going mm-hmm. against her was that she, she wasn't used to socializing um, as much as she was when everybody gave yeah. her so much attention in class. Yeah. And again, even that you weren't expecting because that's not normally what the main character gets and that her biggest problem is, oh yeah, I'm just exhausted by socializing, which made, makes her relatable because I relate to that, like, like how exhausting socializing yeah. is sometimes. Yeah. Um, and especially because like it was a new experience for Absolutely. her she wasn't <laughs> used to socializing because like she has her best friend Yuka who she has lunch with, she goes to school with and all that stuff. She maybe talks to her classmates every once in a while but when she get like everybody wants to talk to her, she has to take pictures with everybody, talk with everybody about her dragon horns in a positive way, and even her teachers and stuff like that. But by the time she actually gets to lunch, you understand why she's tired because of all that, because like that's not what she yep. norm, like in her normal day to day is. And so I did really enjoy that. I and that set up a Ruri as a main character that she's just not not traditional to what um, a t- typical shonen, especially shonen jump protagonist is. Um, and I do really like that. I, even in the second and third chapter, I, I'm glad that she is not being ostracized like you would expect her to be um, ostracized by her classmates because like that, that's or like bullied by her classmates or anything like that. Um, it does get me questioning what, like what her arc is, because like that was the only in terms of Rui's character as a whole. I still don't know what her character arc is going to be. Is it just to control her dragon powers? Is she going to develop more? Um, and I think that that is, like that question mark is not a question mark in terms of a positive question mark to have three chapters in. It's more on the negative side of things because, you, again, like you said, Rock, just going back to the Thank world you. building, you don't have a good sense of where this manga is going three chapters in already, or what the mission statement is. No, and right, and and while you and I both like that that Shindo subverted the the natural reaction that her classmates have to her. We like that he subverted it so that they're accepting of her. But the problem is once you take away that source of conflict, Kevin, you need to then introduce another form of conflict because the protagonist has to have some kind of conflict. There has to be a conflict. Otherwise, why am I coming back for more? And we don't get any conflict for Rory introduced in the first three chapters. Yeah, yeah, I think so. and that I, also impacts her as well. Yeah, and I think that, and, and that's the same thing with like, when it comes to her relationship with her mom, I'm glad that her relationship with her mom is positive. The only real conflict that we get, yes. the sense of conflict that we, and which is great. She has a positive, supportive parent. And then she also yep. has a positive supporting grandparents as well. Like her grandparents are great too. She has a supportive yes. best friend as yep. well. So that, that is all great. The only yep. conflict that we kind of get a sense of <laughs> yep. is that she doesn't want to meet her dad. She doesn't want to interact with her dad. She has she likes knowing the idea that he's out That's there right. somewhere, but she doesn't want to meet him. And that really is like the only right. conflict that we have here is that she doesn't want to meet her dad. She like she's not interested in that. That even yep. though she has dragon features, she, she would she should obviously get trained from him. She's not interested in and he's not interested in meeting her. Like he's excited that he, she's getting dragon features, but he's not interested. And so it seems like 
the only real conflict that we have is that Ruri and her dad don't want to meet. And that's really the only thing that we got in the first three chapters. And we don't have more of the world. I, I think, again, we're harping on the world building a lot, but that is just the biggest thing because we don't know the, what the rules are, what this, the, and I think in general, what the mission statement for Ruri Dragon is three chapters in, which is to me just a disappointment because after the first chapter right. setting up, the, laying out, I think, great, great groundwork for for a series that could be intriguing, could be different with a main character that is completely different. Characters that are interacting with that are different from what we get because they are so positive around her. So she does have a positive support system. I think it's just the, the world building is what's most disappointing. It's not the characters themselves. Oh, I agree. I have no problem with characters in and of themselves. They're fine. They're taken individually. The characters are all perfectly fine when you examine them individually. But without without the world building, without a mission statement, I, I I don't really have a reason to come back for more at the end of the third chapter. That's that's the big problem I'm having. And and I think this is where kind of the art factors into two things. Um, is that yeah. I wish that when we saw the flashback to the meeting that Ruri had with her uh, Ruri's dad, um, was that you got a sense that maybe there yep. is more of a magical world. I wish the artwork would have shown like shown a difference of like, oh, she went outside the city because outside the city in the mountain area, maybe there's more to this world than just a regular like metropolitan area. And so I kind of wish the artwork would have actually gave us more of an idea of what's going on. And I think that's where really an artwork plays such a key role in the story is that while the main characters could act this way through the writing, have the world have more of a character. And I don't feel like the world has a character. Mm-hmm. It's just a generic, it's just a generic yes. city setting. And even when we go outside the city in the flashback of like Ruri's mom meeting yep. Ruri's dad, Ruri's dad is completely dark. He has kind of dragon silhouettes, but the background is a generic forest. It, it's, it's nothing else. So everything just comes yep. out across to generic and it's not yep. as good, as strong as like, I think Ruri's mm-hmm. character design is great. I think, in terms of like her classmates, they're all like a little bit different. Yes. They're all drawn really well. I think the character character designs are yep. are so, are solid, but I think the world like again going back to the world building mm-hmm. that the rest of the world like the city the the city background the the flashback to the forest and and and, and Rui's, um dad's dragon design it's all very generic, and which is upsetting again. Just going back to it, it's just the world I t- itself is the biggest problem with it. It's not the characters themselves. No, I agree. Ruri has a fine design. Her classmates have a fine design. That's not a problem. The art is fine when it comes to drawing the individual characters. They have nice facial expressions. That's not an issue at all. It's 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 the backgrounds are next to non-existent, Kevin. They're next to non-existent. And when you're outside, when she's training in the field, it it it, it could be a generic backdrop. You get no sense of the world that she's in when she's training out in the field. That's a perfect opportunity, Kevin, to show me more of what yeah. does this world look unique? Does it have unique features? Is it a magical looking world? Is it an industrial looking yeah. world? What is this? You don't get that at all. It's just a generic field she's in when and also, like you said, her dad, when you see the dragon, it's it's just a silhouette. It's a very generic dragon silhouette. And again, the background doesn't give you anything. So anytime you leave the school or leave the home, it is very generic the setting in the background. The only positive I have to say about anything in the background or in the setting is I do appreciate that Shindo, Kevin, you know, I like when artists do this. When mom takes Rory to her car, Kevin, that is a K car, K E I (laughs) car, very popular in Japan. Really very cool, urban, uh, smaller urban design vehicles that we'd never get in America because we don't like cool stuff. Anyhow, that is a toy. I believe Kevin, I believe that is a Toyota Crixus Mega. Thumbs up for me. I like detail. Again, Kevin, if you can give me detail in a vehicle, why can't you give me detail in everything else in this world? Okay, you can do it. You got the talent. You can draw. Do it. So very frustrating. That that part of the artwork I found very frustrating. It is utterly lacking in in any detail. It's very generic. Every setting in when you get out of the buildings, super generic. Or, and, and even like the characters in the background too, because I think we get this like um, in, in other manga and, and comic books too, is that again, just I uh, speaking to how important artwork is that 
there has to be a hint, even if it's like a character in the background, what are the like you said, the buildings or like mm-hmm. or, or just the setting in general. There has to be some sort of hint that something else is going on in the world, and the, yeah. the artwork does not feed into that. There's more to to this world than just Ruri suddenly having dragon horns. Like there has to be something more, and the artwork just never conveys that. And it's the, that's where the artwork it, it's fine to me. Like it's what I expect from a ma- manga um, in terms of character designs. Oh, and even like background. Right. Like, this is if this was My Hero Academia. Yeah. The background is very similar to like what I see in My Hero Academia. Or any other, Correct. any other manga that's yes. based in yes. um, placed in Tokyo or somewhere in Japan, like it is very much like that. It's not mm-hmm. like it's nothing different. But in terms of mm-hmm. the world building, all those manga when they got introduced, I I felt like I was introduced to the world. I understood the world by the first, like by the, the third chapter, I understood yep. what's going on, what the rules are, or at least what the basic rules are. Yep. Obviously, they're going to add more rules later on. I just don't understand what the rules are for Ruri Dragon or what, um, and I think that that's the biggest issue I have with it. Um, I do want to read the fourth chapter. I do, even though we do have the three chapter rule, by the end of the third chapter, I was intrigued enough to know (laughs) if that fourth chapter is going to be where I'm getting all this. But Rock, what do you think? Are you going to be continuing after the third chapter or are you just going to stop and see what like myself and others would say about Ruri Dragon move forward? instead uh yeah at this at this point i'm i'm tapping out i i actually did read the fourth chapter uh, um but i won't i won't mention anything about it kevin you you need to read it yourself uh you read it yourself but uh i'm tapping out I, i'm done it would take it would take someone like you kevin mm-hmm. you know telling me hey rock let me tell you what, man. Oh, holy cow. Things have really kicked into high gear. It's really become, uh, it, it, it's added an extra layer of depth and texture to the story. There's a lot more meat on the bones to the story. You got more, you, you've got more content there. The world is really fleshed out. It's really compelling. You got to hop back on. I know it's, it's, it may be slow for the first several chapters, but you really got to hop back on. I would, I would dip back in if that was to happen. But at this point, Kevin, it's going to have to take someone like you telling me Dude, you got to get back on this because uh, based on what I've read, I'm I'm tapping out. Yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see what the fourth chapter is because, like I said, the third chapter. Well, I'm I, I am disappointed by the lack of rules in it. I'm hoping that the fourth chapter will switch that, that up, and I'm, that's what I'm going immensely in with for the fourth chapter. And so I'll be interested to find out what what's going on. So that way, if that fourth chapter is what I'm I'm looking for, maybe I'll continue reading it. But if that that's not the case, then I do think that after the fourth chapter, I will be tapping out of this um, and maybe just wait, like wait until like a full volume comes out or something like that. And maybe go back and reread like a binge read it. Um, like I do some a certain manga that I'm still interested in. Yeah. Um, but it's not on my constantly like every week I need to read this or every time yep. it comes a new chapter comes out, I'm going to read it right away. Right now it's not in that position, but I'm hoping that, even with my disappointment in the second and third chapter, because I really did enjoy that first chapter, that that fourth chapter is able to grab that interest that I had after reading the first first chapter of Ruri Dragon. Again, I think that that's our verdict. Again, if you want to check it out, it's on on, on the Viz Media app as well as Shonen Jump uh, app. So if you are a subscriber, you could read the first three or actually four chapters now um, on, on there. And so you could check that out and uh rock again that's where we're kind of going to end this episode uh so again thank you very much for joining me it's always fun discussing manga and anime with you so hope you have a good rest of your fourth of july weekend here and um and everyone else stay safe have a good rest of your day